Hello, and welcome back to another FACT podcast. I'm Dr. Fred Clary, founder of Functional Analysis Chiropractic Technique, a chiropractic technique based on movement and breathing. Well, it's 2021, and 2021 isn't um, starting off on a good foot. If you look at the political landscape, uh, the science landscape, the health, world health landscape, um, it's like 2020 still continuing. It's uh, rear its uh, ugly head. And so I thought I would take a moment to talk about maybe some of the personal reasons um, that this is happening. Not just personally with me, but personally with you, the listener, personally with each individual. I'm a neurologist, so I want to cover how the neurology of how your mind works, how your brain works. And, you know, you hear these, you hear these stories, fake it till you make it. Um, what you see is what you get. Um, believe until you achieve. And I'm just, I'm just opening up my laptop and what I do every Monday morning, just start talking. So there's no preparation here, and I apologize for that. But I got an idea driving into the, uh, to the office that most people really don't know how their mind works, M-I-N-D, your mind. Now, most people say, oh, my brain hurts, this hurts. Well, you know, it, honestly, your, your brain is a neurological tissue, a biological tissue that constructs your mind. Your mind is how you see the world, how you think, who you think you are, your memories, your experiences, your interactions, your future, and your present interactions. So the, the, the brain is a biological substance of the human body. The mind is a construct of that biological substance. So your day-to-day is really a function of your mind which isn't accurate. It is not an accurate representation to the truth around you. It can't be. Let me say again, your mind or what you think your reality is, okay? Your mind constructs your reality, okay? Your brain constructs your mind, your mind constructs your reality. Everyone got that? Brain's biological, okay? So yeah, diet, Illnesses, injuries, tumors, strokes can change your perception. Drugs change your perception, which affects the biology. But that mind, that construct of you assessing reality is a construct of your brain. And, it, and it's amazing that our organ of assessment is often damaged. We see this in mental health. Someone thinks they're Napoleon. Someone think they get on drugs and they think they can fly and they get up on top of a roof and they jump. That's because your organ of assessment and analyzing and integration and filtering the the truth or your reality around you could be damaged. Now, I see this with the the patients I treat. I see mental health patients or patients with mental health, I should say that correctly. And again, this this does not, this podcast in no way um, replaces your chiropractor, your osteopath, your physician, your psychologist, your dentist, your midwife, go get a coach, go get a professional. If you have any uh, issues with your mind or your body, just go get checked up. It's always good to have a coach. But having said that, I see a lot of patients with chronic pain and a lot of those have comorbidities, which could be mental health, depression, anxiety, 
bipolar, um, schizophrenia, we call it uh, disassociative disease now. So you see all these populations coming in to the office and you see all these other, other things that they have. And the interesting thing is, when that mind is challenged, when, the, when either the biological part of the brain is challenged due to illness or accident or metabolic issues like drugs or some other condition, diabetes is a good one, obesity is a good one that does challenge it, oxygenation issues. If you have a bad heart, you live at an altitude. People know that, you know, if you go up to an altitude, they used to do this with the astronauts and pilots, they, uh, they take away oxygen and they get goofy, they get silly, they, you know, they get high, if you will, they can't process, they get foggy. Now, what if that's happening a little bit all the time to you? So your organ of assessment, clarification, integration, your brain is, you know, could also be the, the organ that is diseased. I see this a lot in patients who have anxiety. Um, they, th they go on the internet and they think they, if they have an ache in their elbow, they think it's cancer. If, well, there's, a, there's an osteosarcoma, I could have that. No, you don't. You're not a child, you're not in the age group, and that's what we call tendinitis. And we, we see these people all the time, they're the chronic complainers, and they just get wrapped up, but that's because their mind is looking for this construct that matches what background program they're playing in their, their head. So their mind has a certain construct. I, I like country music, um, I'm a super athlete, I'm a terrible athlete. Whatever your mind is put on, right, whatever that biological substance, and it creates the mind, it is looking for congruency. The brain runs on efficiency, efficiency of utilization of neurotransmitters, moving those around, utilization of ATP, energy sources, glucose. Your brain can run on ketones too, but we won't get into that. But, you know, utilization of energy, and it can run on lactate too. Energy uh, utilization efficiency, efficient use of all its immune functions, like microglial. And, but the mind looks for congruency, and I'm going to say it five times. The mind looks for congruency. Why does the mind look for congruency? Well, that's easy. It's more efficient, doesn't waste as much time to be confused with your surroundings. If you have double vision, you'd be amazed at how much ATP and resources that blows. We've all taken tests and examinations. Oh my goodness, imagine how much energy you took, you know, learning a new language. You're taking an, your first algebra test. Your mind was looking for congruency. And sometimes you're even right down the wrong answer just to get it over with so you're not blowing that energy, that frustration we say. I'm wasting all this time and frustration. No, you're, you're wasting resources and the brain likes to run on efficiency. Your mind is always looking for congruency. I'll give you a great example. Um, my wife now has a Jeep um, Trailhawk, a Cherokee Trailhawk. Um, it's trail rated. She's going to be a midwife here in a few weeks. And, you know, she's up in rural areas of Minnesota where they have dirt roads and there's six inches of snow and an inch of ice. She needs big fat tires to get around, you know, because, you know, the baby's calling. Babies do not have schedules. They come whenever, wherever. So she needs something safe to drive around. They can go through the snow. that isn't so big like my uh, um, expedition. Uh, so 
we we needed something better so she got this trail hawk i've never seen those before we were at the gym and we're walking out oh a year ago maybe or six months ago and when we would have been a year ago because you know we we've been in lockdown so it would have been over a year ago we were walking out to the gym and we walked by one she goes oh that's the car i like the truck i like okay that's a jeep okay we've never had a jeep in the family that's interesting and then one time we saw it in a parking lot and she goes this is one i really like this is the color well guess what that's what she got early for her graduation but now guess what i see i see these types of jeeps everywhere now we're all these cars that i've never seen before on the road before we bought that of course they were but my brain, specifically a thalamus and deep uh, rooted midbrain structure that uh, filters out a lot of the information before it even gets to uh, the top of your brain for awareness. My brain was filtering out my mind, if you will, because it presets your filters. Your mind creates and presets your filters, filters out all those cars. I know uh, my kids always say, oh, there's Chloe's car. It's an orange Subaru. Now, I don't know where they came up with that color orange. It's completely from the 1970s. But I'm like, oh, an orange Subaru. And now the kids always pick it up. Oh, look, there's an orange Subaru, no matter where we are. And so I take it there's more than one. Guess what I see now all the time? I'll see an orange Subaru. That's because my mind filtered out orange Subarus. My mind filtered out Jeeps or Trailhawk Jeeps before because they, they weren't of any importance. I didn't want to waste any energy or ATP on it, right? So I just filtered it out. So I did not see the truth. I did not see, you know, all these cars around me because it's expensive. It's expensive neurologically. It's expensive metabolically to try to take in every data point. We're not computers. So our minds will filter that information out. Now, there's a big, big, big um, debate within uh, neuroscience of whether we've recorded everything. Um, I'm not going to get into that in this podcast. Probably could do one later about if we do or don't record everything we see, feel, taste, touch. But what I'm saying is, is as far as conscious awareness in my uh, frontal lobe right above your eyebrows, frontal lobes above your eyebrows, I didn't see these types of cars before. You've all had that experience. You buy a new car, it's like, I've never seen this color, I've never seen this type of car before. You drive off the park a lot, you're so proud. Within 10 minutes driving home, you will see two or three of those cars. You're like, oh, wow, why is that? Because now your brain says it's okay to what? See these cars and you start filtering it. And amazingly, you know, people are like, oh, I wonder why that happens. Sometimes you can't see things. Like I'll put down my keys or my glasses is a good one. And if I always put my keys on the end table next to my recliner or where our keys hang, we have a little hook for hanging all the keys with all the kids in our house. But sometimes I'll just take them out of pocket, throw them down. I will look through the, the key hook first, then look all around the place. I won't remember where I laid them down because my mind, right, that construct created by the brain is efficiently looking for where they should be. I may look right at them, say they're next to a book, but because the keys have never been next to that book before, I will filter that out. You've all had that happen with your eyeglasses. You've all had that happen with your keys or something important. And then you say, kids, can you help me find my keys? And, you know, the seven-year-old walks up and just grabs them. Okay. 
because they weren't filtering that. That's real important. Why are we going talking about filtering, filtering out reality, your environment? I want to understand that sometimes what you hold on to, what you dig into, what you think is your foundational truth may not be accurate. In fact, most of the times as a human, it is not. And that's the kind of, that's what makes me laugh in today's debate. We see two political parties or three arguing or this happened or that happened. And I'm like, really? What if I showed you a different view? Like if you were, there was a, some young teenager that was thought to, he was like intimidating some uh, Native American drummer or something. Well, you only saw a clip of it, and I think CNN got sued and they lost because they had the full clip, and the New York Times lost in this lawsuit. And I'm not saying who was right, who was wrong, I'm just giving you an example. Because they only showed you the clip, you had one view. It was taken out of context. When you saw the the full clip, you saw this kid was standing away, singing, whatever, not even engaging with this man who walked up to them and engaged him. He walked up to them and intimidated him. Well, that's, and he didn't sue the man for doing that. I don't know why that man did that. I don't know, understand the disrespect going on by an adult, but to a teenager, makes no sense. But the interesting thing was he won this million dollar lawsuit because luckily a few people had phones out and got the full clip. Now, why a multi-zillion dollar multimedia organization would uh, not tell the truth, show a clip? Maybe that's all they got. It's probably all they got. I'm not a conspiracy guy. Um, it's probably all they got. And they just went with it instead of investigating. And that's where investigative reporting died um, probably 10, 15 years ago. This is not new to any administration one way or the other. It's been dying since the 1980s, slowly. Um, and because it's been dying slowly, we're not noticing it till now. S- till now, there's no investigative reporting, and people put things out on their Instagram, social media, before they even investigate and find out if it's real. Because you may have things out of context. I mean, you may have the information totally incorrect. But people go with it, and they dig into it, because now they're running on an emotions. Now, here's something important. If you have emotional activity, limbic system stimulation or activity, that's the side of your head. If you have this limbic system or your emotional center is fired up, you actually reinforce whatever's going around you, whether it's true or not. Whether it's true or not. So your filtering becomes stronger, not weaker, not wider. You filter more. You get more narrow-minded should I say, you get more tunnel vision. You have the blinders on stronger when you're emotional about a subject. That's just how the brain works. I can go into all the science you want, but sorry, that's reality. If you're human, that's how your brain works. Ask your psychologist, ask your neuroscience geek. Knowing that, if you know that truth, that's how our brain's wired and works. That's how the biology of the brain works. You would think as a mature adult, you would slow down and say, okay, Am I filtering it? Maybe there are orange Subarus. No, there can't be. I've never seen an orange Subaru. I've never seen one of those things. So they can't exist. And you dig in. You dig in to the point where you could have an orange Subaru show up in front of you, right? And we call this cognitive dissonance. 
you could, and that's a fancy word, so it doesn't matter what truth's given to you. Your brain wants, your mind wants to be congruent. Your brain wants to be efficient in its utilization of all resources. So you will filter it out. You won't look for the truth. You look for things that validate your point of view. And that's all of us. That's me. That's everyone around me. That's how humans work. Sorry, we have two feet, two hands. Okay, we haven't changed that. So if you have two feet, two hands, and you're a hominid, you're a human, you have human DNA, this is how your brain works. Your brain looking for congruency of whatever program it's running, congruency of thought, congruency of action. So, give you an example, if at one time you drank a couple beers and nothing bad happened to you, say you're 14, 16, nothing bad happened to you. Your brain records that. That's congruent. So then when you're 25 or 35, you're an alcoholic, you're out getting drunk, you're losing the mortgage, you're gambling things away, you're cheating on your partner, your spouse, guess what? And your life's falling apart. Your mind is still telling you, ready for this? Your mind still tells you that it's okay because you had this experience, first experience, 14, 15, 16, whenever that happened, probably 10 for certain parts of the country. She probably should not be sarcastic like that. But you, sh you have this experience that made that program and ran with it. Well, Fred, you've had many experiences since then. Oh, your brain's trying to be efficient. It doesn't want to re waste resources. When they say first impressions matter, really first impressions sometimes are all that matters neurologically. It takes energy to erase a first impression. I'll say it again. It takes ATP, neurotransmitters, neuroplasticity to make new connections. It takes work for your brain to change an initial impression. So that means we record quickly and it, we record quickly and it's hard to forget. We record quickly and our brain, it's hard to forget, hard to erase, hard to change a new program. Doesn't mean we can't. Adults, three to five years, you certainly can learn a new program, but you only need three or five experiences, positive or negative, to totally change how your brain works. It's amazing. So what does that mean about everything around us? Be careful what you listen to. I do this with my girls all the time. I try to get them to listen to, you know, jazz or classic music or old 1940s, 50s, and 60s songs that don't talk about, you know, witches and hoes, okay? Um, you know, they like the beat. They like the rhythm. They like the sound. They're, they have to be careful the words being said. Why? Because that goes into your brain, into your mind, and makes an impression, whatever that impression is. Some people aren't affected. Some people are depending on how their background program was before, which is parenting. But that's, that's, a, that's a subject for a totally new, longer podcast. But what I want you guys to see or hear is that what you listen to most of the time, the people you hang around most of the time, the things that you read most of the time, it's what's going to influence your actions most, your unconscious actions. If you're always around winners, say you're an athlete and people that work harder and they train harder and dieting's easy, then it's going to be easy. If you hang around people that say it's hard to lose weight, it, you know, being fat's normal, let's sit on the, the, you know, let's sit on the couch and watch, you know, Netflix and eat Twinkies, then that's what you're going to find because your mind is going to say this is congruent with safety and well-being.
because your mind's just looking for congruency because congruency means safety, security, well-being. That's why your mind looks for congruency. It's looking for safety, security, and well-being, even if that's getting drunk and being carried home at 2 in the morning. Because, and that sounds crazy, Fred. We all know that's not. No, of course. It makes no sense. But a lot of things going on in this world make no sense to those who study neuroscience, know statistics, know math, understand, uh, you know, civics. It, it blows people's minds. People who've read the Constitution in cursive. It's blowing people's minds completely. And a lot of people are like, well, why are you upset? I have a different set of filters. I don't get all my scientific information from talking heads on the TV. I actually read the studies. I read the textbooks. If I have questions, I'll write letters, I'll call, I'll find someone who's an expert in that field, I will interview them. Say, hey, can you tell me more about using an adenovirus um, viral vector, you know, cleaning them out and using that as a vaccine, as opposed to uh, a liposomed that's where they put fat around, mRNA fragment. What works better? Why? And I'll find someone who actually makes these things or been studying it for a decade, and I'll interact with them a little bit just to get pieces of information that, you know, I like efficiency. Remember, your brain's looking for efficiency, and that'll save time. But I don't want to save time where someone's giving me the information. I always investigate. So what you listen to, what you hear, you know, the conversations that go around in your head and around you all the time shape your world, shape your viewpoint, shape what you think is real. It's amazing to me what people think is safe and okay. It's amazing to me what people think is dangerous and not okay. It blows my mind. Because, and it does, my mind, the construct of my brain. Because my mind's looking for congruency, and I know that science and reality may not be what, one people are, what people are seeing. If there's a car accident outside in the street in front of the clinic right now, and there's four or five witnesses, why does the cop get five eyewitness statements? Why isn't one good enough? Well, Fred, that's perspectives. One's here and there. Oh, so your physical positioning may change what you see. I'm going to tell you, your neurological filtering will change what you see. Just like the orange Subaru. Just like you just bought that car, you take it off the, the parking lot of the dealership, and you start seeing similar cars, where for years before you never saw one like this. That's filtering. And filtering, knowing that your, your mind automatically filters what's going on around you, should give you pause let me investigate the other side. Let me try a different channel. Let me, everyone, you know, what is that other side saying? Why do they say that? Why not investigate that? Oh, I don't want to do that. Okay. That, that is a good choice. Maybe you don't like country music. But I'm not going to tear into my neighbor about his choice of music. Because I know that's, oh, that's just a personal preference. It's not going to affect my day to day. But maybe how we eat affects my day-to-day. -day. Fighting this virus, are you kidding? It is. 
how you eat, how you live your life. And if I listen to the mass media or sitcoms or some of the stuff out there, it's okay and congruent to be unhealthy. Unhealthy in body, it's congruent to be unhealthy in thinking, and it's congruent to be unhealthy what you watch and how you think. Well, there's another word for congruence of, of um, managing that congruency. We call it manipulation or control. Don't let anyone manage, manipulate, or control you. Use your own mind. Look at your filters. Yeah, I filter out. I don't like country music. I filter out a lot of that. Does that affect my day-to-day? Yes, maybe not. It would change my opinion. Yeah, maybe there is some great country music. I at least realize that, that there is. And I make a personal choice. Eh, I'm not going to listen to it all the time. What does that mean, though, when it comes to my kids going to school and shutting down the nation and how a business runs and how the activities between um, day-to-day things happen between neighbors and friends? So maybe we should look at our filters a little bit. Maybe that's what's important, is understanding that the world around us is more than what we see, we hear, we feel, we touch, we smell. That the number one job of our brain is to be efficient. And the number one job of that construct of the brain called the mind is congruency. And if you think you're a piece of trash, you will find reasons in your world to validate that all the time. And if you think your neighbor's a piece of trash, you will overlook 95% of the evidence that proves you wrong and shows otherwise, and you'll hold on to that 5%, which we all have, saying that he's a piece of trash. Sometimes we have to look in the mirror and figure out who we are. But most of the time, that filters on too. Get help, write, write things down, read things from all sides of equation. Two plus two equals four, but four also equals two plus two. Flip the equation, it's algebra, it's math. Flip it back and forth, look at both sides, the right sides of an equation, the left side of the equation. Turn it around. Get in the shoes of other people. I don't wanna do that, that is a choice. But guess what? When you get it, when you do that, absolutely biologically, neurologically, you're filtering and limiting yourself, and you're living in your own fantasy land. Our brain constructs a mind, and the mind constructs a fantasy that is congruent with our beliefs and our current actions and our future actions and our memories and experiences. It is fantasy. It is not reality. We just hope our fantasies close enough to reality that we can live in it efficiently and happily. If you don't understand the neurology of that and you think it's something else, then you missed a lot of school in eighth grade, in ninth grade. It's called biology. You missed a lot of psychology. We all had intro psychology. Did you read the book? This is very simple stuff. Realize that the best thing you can do is walk a mile in someone else's shoes and see things from their point of view. By doing that, you start taking down your filters and you understand the reality around you, not the fantasy you constructed. And this has been another fact podcast.